we've been working our best to do it. Absolutely. I'm going to have to call you back. Uh, Mr. Stain, sir, uh, we've explored what you've asked us, and it seems as though there's a little hiccup, actually. Um, to hiccup? Yes, to power the suit. So the technology actually doesn't exist. So it's... it's wait, it's, wait, wait, it's, the technology. William, here is the technology. I've asked you to simply make it smaller. Okay, sir, and that's what we're trying to do, but honestly, it's impossible. Tony Stark was able to build this in a cave! With a box of scraps! Well, I'm sorry. I'm not Tony Stark. Another episode of the legendary Seos podcast. We have risen, risen from the dead, and only for the sake of the mega powers to combine. Today, filling in for the, in the Seos podcast, we got Rod the Magnificent from the MVP podcast. What up, Rod? Oh man, what's going on, Chris? It is a pleasure to finally be on. The Stay Os podcast. It's it's been a long time coming. You done done like half my series of episodes, and I haven't done not one episode with Stay Os with the legendary podcast. So it feels good. To, it's sad that it took a quarantine for this to happen, but you know, I'm happy to be here. You know, from the darkest night comes the brightest sun, man. <laughs> I appreciate that, my brother. <clears throat> appreciate that. We're going to go ahead and knock this out and, and make for some greatness. Got to get yeah. the people something to listen to while they're at home chilling. Got to give the people what they want. Now, gotta, unlike... Go ahead. Go that? ahead. Go ahead. It's your show. I was going to say, unlike most of our listeners, I will still have to go to work um, throughout this whole quarantine thing. Wait, 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 wait. You had to go to work, bro? I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm punching in. I'm punching with in. gloves cl- on? Yeah, occasionally. <laughs> with a mask on? Oh, I, I don't do no mask. I don't do no mask. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm inhaling all of it. <laughs> You're taking in all that, 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 that COVID. That, that COVID, COVID is, is within me. <laughs> With salt and pepper. Like my my honest belief, Rod, is that eventually all of us will have it. You know what? I'm I'm not. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if I had it. I. It's one of those mysterious viruses that you know you don't have to be sick or to get it. At this point, like you could just be walking around and you and you got the virus and you ain't gonna know unless you 
start feeling sick and you, you start getting paranoid and you go to ask your doctor, could you get, you know, in one of these lines that they got so you can get a quick test and then next thing you know, boom, you got, you got COVID. So I don't know, man, like I, I'm with you on that. I honestly think I've had it already. There was a, and and this is part of the reason the Stay House podcast has been down. It was almost like the beginning of the end uh, or the beginning of the hiatus. Around November, December, I had gotten real sick, like super sick. And I thought it went away and then it knocked me down again. I was I was healthy for about a week and a half and it knocked me down again. I believe that was coronavirus. And I talked mm-hmm. to people who had the exact same symptoms mm-hmm. and they they responded the exact same way. They were down then they were cool for about six or seven days and they went back down again. Mm. I think I've had it already, man. <laughs> so so basically what you're saying, you you are you the first to inherit this in the US or was it already going on in Seattle and what a couple of other states before it really like spread it into the US? I think it's been happening anyway. Because, you know, it's it's really just a mutation of what was already out there. COVID right. is an old disease, right? So all right. these are mutations. Mm. So I think, I mean, it's it's been here, but you there wasn't that mass reaction to it. You know, it, you it know finally what? hit a large group of people at once. I'm going to take you back. I'm going to take you back, Chris. Um, you, you, you watched Transformers in the 80s, right? Yep. Remember, okay, this was after the Transformers movie came out in 86 when Optimus Prime died and all that stuff. And then they had Rodimus Prime and, 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 and Megatron turned into Galvatron. And they started doing those episodes. And then you had that one episode where all the Transformers was getting this like red, everybody was turning red. And you had, they had to avoid each other, no matter whether they was Autobots or Decepticons. And if you got touched, you just turn red and you start trying to kill everything and infect everything else. And they had to resurrect Optimus Prime to save the day. So I remember that. Huh? You remember that? I remember that episode. Like, that's what this reminds me of. This is like you you can't it is it, it, no one's safe no matter where you go. And then this whole grocery store thing, this this grocery store thing has been driving me crazy because it's like, you know, they're trying to prevent they're trying to prevent people from getting contact from being, you know, with so many people being in places. And you got grocery stores and, you know, still open. You got airports that that are holding people that are coming from other countries and you got 500 people on top of each other waiting in long lines. And to me, I feel like those are the places where this stuff is starting to increase. Like people are starting to get infected, not necessarily the smaller businesses or, you know, people that are trying to do this social distancing stuff. And I think, I think, you know, having these grocery stores and all the other stuff open really is contributing to the problem. Yeah, but I mean, because now you cause this mass panic, 
And now you have hundreds and thousands of people who are rushing to the grocery store to take all the toilet paper away from me. Right. And hand sanitizer. And all of a sudden now people want to get soap and, and, and the soap oh. runs out. And like, like <laughs> come, on. come on, man. Like what? <laughs> what y'all been doing all this time? Y'all like why are we everybody's like literally fighting over toilet people like stores are literally putting signs up saying only take one per family or two per family so that people won't go crazy over this over this pandemic. Why is it during mass hysteria we're hardwired in this country to run and get toilet paper? We get three things. We get bread, water, and toilet paper. <laughs> and nothing else. Right. And one of these things is not like the other. Because you get all this bread, but then you go home, you realize you don't have no peanut butter. So you got to go back, go get some. You don't have no mayonnaise for your hamburger. You got to go back to the store, go grab some. So now you got not only people that are hoarding all of this stuff, then you got people like me that's just going to the store to get a couple of items that's got to be surrounded by all of this madness and got to go to the 15 items or less line. Or the line where you know you just scan your own items and you <laughs> and you're surrounded by nothing but people that possibly have it. it this this is a, this is the this is this is crazy, man. Like and it, and I know I know there's stuff out there about I know it's a magazine. I know um, you know we got a magazine back that came out what 2005 or something like that. That talked about there was going to be another pandemic to come. We're overdue for one. And then you have the Simpsons movie that everybody's pointing to and saying, oh, this is the read. You know, the Simpsons predicted the future and all that other stuff. And it's like, <laughs> hey, we, we just we wasn't exempt. I, I felt like two months ago, everybody was like kind of laughing and joking about this when it was going on in China. And then now that it's here, it's like one of the oh 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 uh, like 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 Kobe was like oh oh y'all got something funny y- y'all y'all think this funny? All right, I'm I'm about to come overseas and visit y'all real quick. Let, let me see how funny y'all think this is. And that's what happened. And my honest belief, man, I'm 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 kind of a conspiracy theorist on a lot of things. <laughs> I think something is up that nobody's saying, that nobody's telling us why this thing is spreading so fast because it's only spreading in certain areas. There are some areas, man, in the, on, in the earth, on the, in the world that's completely untouched. Mm-hmm. Even in America. Like, so you think this is a selective virus? It's either selective or it's the side effect of something else that they're trying to push out. Mm. And because like here, it's on the coast and in major cities. Like I don't know if you've heard, and Kerry Hilson caught a lot of heat about this, the 5G theory. No, no, I haven't heard about this. So there's a 5G theory basically saying because 5G, more than any other uh, form of, of communication or what have you, it uses like radioactive signals or radiation signals to transmit itself. Mm-hmm. And there's a professor that basically says every major shift in communication results in an epidemic or pandemic because of its radioactive nature. Okay, so what type of research he did to prove this? So he he said the Spanish flu started from 
think the walkie-talkie when they started using walkie-talkie devices. Right. He's got a whole YouTube video on this uh, walkie-talkie device. Then he said there was a flu in the 60s that happened when they start putting satellites in the space, sending radio radioactive uh, waves throughout the atmosphere. That's what the beginning of the breakdown of the atmosphere. Okay. So he, he stated like two or three instances where there were huge shifts in communication and it's all based in radioactive activity and it's causing the human body to react a certain way because he pointed out that the first instance of widespread use of 5G was in Wuhan. Mm. Man, that's yeah, like it, it, it makes sense. If you're a conspiracy theorist, you're eating this up. Yeah, that's deep, man. I may shoot you. I may shoot you a video. You know, I ain't, I ain't trying to propagandize yeah, nobody. But, I don't mind checking that out. Good, yeah, but I'm not a cons- big conspiracy theorist. Only when it comes to certain things I don't like. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> via Raymond Felt, but. Like when it comes, when it comes to like pandemics like this, it's like I just let it be what it is. But yeah, I, I'm gonna have to check that video out. That sounds that sounds interesting. Because this is life changing, man. I mean, yeah, people are honestly talking about this being the new normal. Yeah, you're super conscious about germs, and you're super conscious about. You know, what you touch and what comes into your house. And it's pretty tiring, actually. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. And then, you know, you guys, I'm, I'm really worried about the me being a barber. Um, you know, my I work at Floyd's and Floyd's shut down last week um, in the wake before everything really started getting shut down. Floyd shut down and. uh you know, Floyd's is a, for people that don't know, is a more commercialized barbershop slash salon where, you know, the barbers and stylists that work there are employed there. It's not like you're renting a chair. But the, the, the businesses that I'm mainly concerned about is the those type of businesses, those smaller neighborhood barbershops where, you know, they're self-employed owners. Uh, and salons too with nail shops and, and massage parlors they're all going to get hurt tremendously by this like because it is, the, it is one of the rare jobs where we're constantly around people all the time and touching people all that. the time so you know I really feel sorry for how long hopefully this if this pandemic really uh extends to may june july man it's it's not gonna look good for a lot of these smaller businesses yeah and i I was thinking about that i you actually came across my mind and you know that that's a bit of relief knowing that it's more of a you're more of an employee than than just a self-employed barber which means you know some company maybe an order for you but yeah like what you say ability of, of of working at Floyd's and a lot of people used to ask me, why are you work at Floyd's why why are you over there why are you on the West Loop you can have your own shop you can't do this and do that well for me it's more comfortability you know that you know I, I don't have to worry about st- sitting in the shop for 
for nine hours, eight hours waiting on clients to come and have to worry about other barbers trying to steal your clients and stuff like that. You just you're there for a certain amount of time. They pay you and you cut hairs and it's still the same thing. It's still the same old. You got people that you develop relationships with. They become your regular clients and and you mainly really benefiting from them based off tips that you get, but not based off the haircuts. So but still, I, I'll take that any day because there's money in my pocket every day, along with a check at the end of the every two weeks. So, you know, I, I'm I'm benefiting in that aspect. But, you know, I, I appreciate the fact that I was with Floyd's during this time period that's happening now, because I feel like if I was in a more independent shop where I was paying booth rent, man, I'd be in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Can't that, employment. That was- <laughs> Oh, you can't. No, no. I, there's a lot of barbers that can that have tried. I don't know if, if you can find a barber that works independently, that rents his own chair, that file unemployment successfully. Please let me know. Oh wow. Yeah, that makes it even tougher. Yeah. So, so it's, it, it's ups and downs to that, you know, to that field. People think it's just people get into thinking. You know, oh, I'm going to go to barber school and, and make all this money. No, it, it's not that easy. You, you got to establish a clientele, which usually takes two years to really establish a solid clientele. And then once you get that, you got to grow from that. And, you know, you paying booth rent and tax season. You got to figure out how you're going to pay your taxes because everything right. is not. You've got to track everything. You got to track what you buy for your clippers, what, what kind of clippers you buy. All that stuff, you know, you got to take all that in consideration. But this is chaos. This is not about cutting hair. This is about sports, man. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's sports talking other stuff, man. It's sports talking other stuff. So I get educated we, on this for, for, you know, a whole podcast. This is like I, I just I'm just really worried about my profession, the people that's in my profession, because. It, it's it, it sucks. I, I even seen a couple of things on Instagram. People are putting out GoFundMe pages for their barbers and stylists. Um, I actually had a night a, a kind gesture from a fellow uh, client of mine's that man he just sent me fifty dollars. Like he quick paid me fifty dollars. Like like man I know it's tough. I, I know you're going you know I know if you're not in the shop you don't make money regardless of whether you're at Floyd's or a regular shop. So here's fifty dollars. I was like, oh, and, you know, I, I appreciate that, you know, because I was like, I didn't see it coming. I wasn't looking for it. I didn't, I didn't really. I, I'm not really struggling right now. I, <laughs> I, I saved pretty well, so I, I should be okay for the next few months. So, but I appreciate that. But um, yeah, it, it's there's a lot going on. I've been kind of following a lot of uh, Instagram barbers and stylists, and I've been on the internet trying to see what people are doing in my profession to make up for what's happening right now. Yo, man's going to hear this podcast, though. He's going to want that 50 back. <laughs> nah, you know what? We he, He's good, man. He's good. He's he's a good dude. He's a good dude. Shouts out. I even name drop him. Shouts out to Julian, man. He's, he's a good dude. He actually uh, uh survived a scare last year and um, actually 
you know, gave him a couple of breaks on haircuts and stuff because he was going through a tough time health wise. So I guess this is way of paying me back. So I appreciate that. Well, shout out to Julian, then, man. Sounds like a good dude. Uh, yes, you know, sir. Male, yes, sir. Male life continue to flourish for you. Hook and yeah. ride up. <laughs> Most definitely. So, but because this is the new norm, right? So, you talk about your profession, a lot of people out of work. And, you know, whether these other guys get paid or not, a lot of people aren't going to work. That includes the athletes. Yeah. NBA. Uh, we see baseball got pushed back indefinitely. They're talking about they're going to still try to continue the NBA season, but we could be looking at July. And then if you're looking at July for the NBA season, it depends on, you know, uh, what they're going to do with the Olympics because this is the year that the players are supposed to go to the Olympics, how you handle that. So you're looking at a lot of things being affected. Right, if they even have it. Um, And that would would suck for a lot of those Olympians, man, because this is, you know, they spend their whole life with a goal for a certain year. You know, you got people who've been working out four to eight years and they're like, okay, 2020 is my year. And now this, I mean, yeah, you know, the, the pandemic and human life, you know, by weighing in the balance, it's a little more important, obviously, than your Olympic dreams, but still you've, when that's your life's work, you know, even like you might understand that with being a barber, that's, that's you, that's your life's work. So you have these kids, man, who doing backflips and, and, and handstands for, for the last 10 years, with this goal now, nothing. Yeah, man. I didn't think about it like that, too, man. I forgot. Like, because it's an every four-year thing. So, they're, they're, you know, some of these people are doing this in their prime. And so if they miss the Olympics this year, in four years, they might be out, out of their prime. And then, but they'll still compete. But they, you know, missed out on the opportunity to really win a gold medal in their prime. Right, right. So it's, it's a lot of effects. Um, we saw some of the NBA players kind of getting the ball rolling, trying to help out some of the employees of some of these arenas. And then you had people who had issue with that. And I was one of them because why should the players have to fork over cash when the owners, you know, they're trillionaires, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And, And I think once that backlash kicked up, a lot of the owners stepped up to do those. And kind of, you know, had the players' backs on that. So, you know, if you donate this, we'll donate this time much more. You didn't hear the Knicks say nothing, though. <laughs> oh, oh, the Knicks. Oh, oh, man. I talked about it on my last episode, our season finale. I was, re- I really went in on the Knicks my last episode. So, I, they are a headache waiting to happen, man. They are a headache. So who's worse, though? Bulls or Knicks? Who's worse? I'm going with, man, dude. I'm going with the Knicks only because the Knicks have suffered longer than the Bulls have. Uh, At least the Bulls have had some bright moments in between. And I'm I'm basing it off, you know, post-Michael Jordan era, post the last time the Knicks made the finals, it's like the Knicks have stayed on a lot. I think they've only made the playoffs, what, a couple of times in the last two decades. 
with with Melo yeah. and and Amari Stoudemire punching a, a a fire hydrant, whatever he did. Like it, it's just been it, it's a it's a cycle. It went from it went the Knicks went from making bad decision after bad decision after bad decision with coaching with signing all of these washed up players on the washed up contracts. I mean over expensive contracts that is. And then it went from that to just a circle of repeated failure after failure after failure when it comes to draft picks, when it comes to who runs the organization, you know, the Phil Jackson thing, that was a disaster. The, you know, Przingis thing is a disaster. You know, the Knicks right now are a disaster with, with Spike Lee down to the fans, Charles Oakley being kicked out. Charles Oakley later is talking about as a plantation that Dolan is running. It, it's, it's just nasty. Like, you don't hear those words with the Bulls organization. The Bulls are just tired. The Bulls just want a new voice. They need they they want fresh meat in the office. The Bulls fans are just tired of the same old, same old. We've had to watch. We, we're, we've been watching reruns. <laughs> we watch a giant, hey. the Paxson and Garformen just you know, they build, they build, uh, they take some Legos and build a nice building and then they just knock it down and like, you know what, I'm not satisfied with, let's build something else. But they don't never, they're never, they're never satisfied with what they got and they just abandon ship and, but they don't have a plan. Yes, and it's so emotional, dude. Did you, but did you hear the story that came out now and it's kind of throwing Garth Foreman under the bus saying he's like been the catalyst for all of this failure? Because he's been playing both sides for a long time. He was the I, one that started Tibbs Rift and Yeah, I heard Tom Thibodeau is back cool with John Paxson. And then now it's coming out that that Gar Foreman had it, the problem was Gar Foreman and Thibodeau wasn't seeing eye to that eye through that whole thing when T- Thibodeau got, you know, lost his job. And at the time, it, it kind of put it out there. You know, Jerry Reinsdorf got involved, wrote that letter or whatever. And and and, and it's John Paxson and, and Bar Foreman was real, like, you know, <laughs> animated about their move, their decision to get rid of Thibodeau. And then next thing you know, it comes out, oh, well, uh, the problem, you know, it was really it, it was really Gar Foreman and Thibodeau, not the rest of the organization. Like, right. what? I, I don't know, man. You gotta I, overhaul it. The, the the Bulls are so frustrated. I haven't watched a full. Can I can I just make a confession? I haven't Go watched a full Bulls game in I would say two years, two years. Yeah, two years. And the game that I went to, I went to a San, I went to go see the Bulls play San Antonio last year. And I was I was late for that game. I got there in the second half. And I remember the pictures from that. Yeah. And I, I yes. And that was the game where Zach Levine famously waved off Fred Hoiberg and shot an air ball. Three to win the game. <laughs> I was like, man, oh man, oh man. I I I I, I told myself I said, you know what? I'm tired. Of, the only thing that I look forward to if I go to a Bulls game is the donut race. I, I just want to win a donut or some coffee from Dunkin' Donuts. And, and that's about it. 
that's pretty much what I look forward to when I go to a Bulls game. And that's a sad state of existence when the highlight of your game is trying to eat Dunkin' Donuts food. <laughs> hey, man, those races be entertaining. But the food is not. Shouts out to shout shouts out to Guaranteed Rates, man. Like, there, why why is it that Jerry Reinsdorf put so much emphasis on the White Sox having great great food, but then at United Center, I'm, I was I was I was a little disappointed in a concession stand. Is it just I mean, me? but the the food at a baseball game is different. It's just a different ambiance to it. I'm talking about Dunkin' Donuts food and how terrible that is. And even if they give it to you free, do you really want it? <laughs> I agree. So, I, me personally, I'm a Do Right Donut fan, but you know, ooh. Do Do Right is Do Right is underrated to me, man. Because you got one by the job, right? Yeah, I got one right by the job. And see, I have a stands by my job. You, stands. I mean, you've seen. It. Stands is good too, man. I mean, you coming out your pocket, but it's yeah. it's almost worth it. It yeah, I, it's the same with Do Right. Like Do Right is like what, what about four dollars a donut, but man, it's worth it. It's worth every penny. It's worth it, and they, and they big, you know, big. They don't give you just no little little. Rinky Dink Donut that Dunkin' Donuts didn't win up. I remember when Dunkin' Donuts was like, when the Donuts was like 75 cent, 50 cent for a donut back in the day. Two for a dollar. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's like, what, almost two dollars for just one donut? Yeah. So every so often I give them another chance. And I I was forced into it this past week because, as you know, Chicagoland area, Illinois, starting to shut things down. They went into full shutdown mode pretty much like a couple hours ago. So right. I was like, well, nothing's open in the building. Let me go holler at this Dunkin' Donuts because their coffee ain't bad. And, you know, I get a donut with the coffee, one-stop shop. Mm-hmm. The, first of all, they didn't have all the donuts. And I, I give them a pass on that because, okay, deliveries are, are scarce. You know, you're only getting so much supply coming in due to the situation we got going on. I give you that. But that is no excuse for the donut that I did get to be awful. So (laughs) I got a standard chocolate cake. I mean, chocolate uh, frosted cake donut, right? Cake donut, chocolate frosted. Usually usually my go-to, too, as well. Because it's simple. It's hard to mess up. Can't mess that up. Dunkin' Donuts. They messed it up. How? It was terrible. Like the, <laughs> consistency, the consistency of the donut was just awful. Like it, I couldn't even enjoy the coffee. Like the coffee started to taste worse because I knew the donut was so bad. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Rewind. Wait a minute. Rewind. Rewind, man. Rewind. So <laughs> you said the, you said your coffee started tasting worse the more you start eating the donut. <laughs> Like this donut is awful, and now my coffee. <laughs> Dude, that's hilarious, man. I'm over here in tears, man. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm back off of you, Dunkin' Donuts. 
There's only three restaurants open in my building. Dunkin' Donuts is one. So now I only got two options. Yeah, that's right. You're in a Fox building, right? Yeah. So, yeah, like, the, the so the Starbucks down there is closed? The Starbucks is closed. The Pret is closed. Oh, um, Pret, man, man, Pret is underrated, too. So I've never had their coffee. I plan on trying it whenever with something. <laughs> oh, it's not good. I wouldn't do that if I was you. I wouldn't do that if I was you. Do not get Pretz coffee. It's not good. Okay. It's not good. But, but, but hey, you, maybe your taste is different from me. You know, I like my coffee more sweetened and, you know, dressed up and stuff like that. And Pretz is, whew. I usually get their, like, side you know, the stuff that they get on the side, they got like sandwiches and soups and stuff like that right. on the side. And salads. I've tried virtually almost all of that stuff. And then also the the double chocolate brownie cookie. Oh my God, bro. Life changer. Now, I Life will give print this. Their cookies are awesome. Yes. Yes. They got the best cookies, man. They got the best cookies. Like I've, I haven't gone to that Pret over there, but I, I went to the one on State Street, and that one, man, yeah, awesome. Okay. Oh, and the one on Washington and Wales, like, it's not not on Washington and Wales. I think it's on Washington and Wales. I think it's on the corner. I could be wrong. No, it's on Madison. It's on Madison and Wales. I know which one you're talking about now. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one too. Nice and that's probably, you know, the more comfier, you know, more comfy spot as far as prep. The one they build is it's bigger. It's got more seats. It's a lot more comfortable. Yeah. So whenever we're able to sit down and touch things and people again. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> right. Yeah. That 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 I did. You know what? I tried, uh, this is what I tried. So, so Chris, if you want to try their coffee, go ahead. But I got the latte. I don't know if that counts, but I got the latte, and the latte was awful. I'm usually not a latte guy, but, I mean, if you can't pull together a decent latte, then use your coffee, isn't it? Okay. All right. Well, you got your answer. Okay. I mean, I haven't had it, so I can survive without it. I mean, then, you know, worst comes to worst, I do have you know, uh, pantry areas in, in my office with coffee. It's just, you know, when I want to step out and then taste a little something different, that's what I do. I make, if I get a little gift card, I go to Starbucks. And McDonald's has pretty good coffee, actually, um, oddly enough. Yeah, yeah. You know what? The McDonald's surprised me. I didn't, I didn't trust them, but I did try their vanilla latte. And it's it's really good. Yeah, their their coffee game is real good. It's real smooth too. Their hot coffee. Have you been to the McDonald's in the West Loop, the new one? No. So they got, you know, because they corporation, they moved the corporation from Oak Park to West Loop. Right. And down down on the first floor, it's all kiosk. So. And then they got different. When you go up to the kiosk, they got like 
stuff from McDonald's from Australia, McDonald's from Mexico, McDonald's from New Zealand. You know, they got a big, wide variety of menus, and and it's really nice. It's whenever you get a chance, it's it, you can go in there, man. It's really nice, man. They got all types of selection. And, and, you know, I'm not a big McDonald's guy in regards to, I haven't had a McDonald's burger, full disclosure, in like 25 years. But I wow. usually, I usually go, when I do go to, just just a burger, but if I do go to McDonald's, I'll get the McChicken sandwich or the fish wish, or, I mean, not the fish wish, that's, that's, that's Docs. Shouts out to Docs. Uh, filet- don't, don't do that. Don't confuse that. <laughs> My bad. filet of fish or and and that's it but you know when i I was almost overwhelmed the first time i went to that mcdonald's i was like man what do i order like i just want something simple it's it's got a gang of stuff on this thing so but yeah it's 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 nice and they got different coffees and stuff like that you know it's really nice oh that's what's up I, i i shoot over there again we can touch things and people again. We can touch things. Yeah. <laughs> so during during a COVID nineteen, uh, while we're gonna be on hiatus, uh, everybody locked in their homes and avoiding one another. What are you gonna be watching, Rod? All right. So I have been making it a goal to catch up on thirty for thirties that I've done that I haven't watched. So here's the ones that I have watched so far. The Sandoval Brothers. Are you familiar with that story? I was going to watch it and I didn't get a chance to. Did you get so do you have the ESPN Plus? I don't have ESPN Plus. I got YouTube TV. And sometimes when you hit the they'll have like uh, if you hit the 30 for 30 logo on theirs, they'll have like episodes on there. That you can just go and watch. Okay. So I watched the Sandoval brothers. That was sad, man. That was such a sad story, dude. Like, for the, you know, for those who are not familiar with that story, um, it was about a soccer player who kicked, uh, so he kicked at the wrong goal. They were playing, he played for, I think, Brazil. He played for Brazil and they were going up against the U.S. and he kicked the ball into the wrong goal. And, and that's a when he got back home, they killed him, right? Yeah, yeah. He yeah, they killed him like six days later. They killed him six days later, man. And um yeah, it was it, it, it's a touching story, very sad. It's not one of those you like if you don't want to be sad right now, don't watch that episode. Watch it when you're ready for it. But uh it, it's it's a good one. Then you had I just watched the five slam jammer 30 for 30. That was really good. Saw that. That one was really good. I didn't, you know, I watched that play so many times with Jimmy Valvito running around trying to find his team. And I watched the one on that. I watched the 30 for 30 on that one. But I've never seen the Slamajama one. So it was unique to see it from a losing perspective, see that documentary from the losing team's perspective. And I never realized that the guy that almost stole the ball before that shot went up, man, he 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 beat himself up for that, man. Like he really beat himself up for not making that play. That you know, if if he would have made the steal, that play would have never happened. And so right. 
they said, you know, the guys had to go out. A couple of players from the team had, you know, said they never, they haven't talked to him in a long time. They were actually searching for him and everything. It was nice to get Hakeem Olajuwon and, and Clyde Drexler's perspective of, you know, the team and, and how they were like one of the first teams to like really implement dunking and into college basketball and how the coach got a lot of flack for allowing his players to play so loosely. But they were they were kind of like the the UNLV slash five five before the UNLV slash five five if you want to you know call yeah. it that. So it was that that was really good that was really good and then I I, I rewatched the Fab Five documentary which is always amazing to watch. Um, and then the next one I'm going to watch the one on Christian Leitner. And, That's good. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to check that one out. But, yeah, I, I, I pretty much watched all 30 for 30. I did – now, did you hear this rumor that they're going to bring out the last dance earlier? Yes, I've heard it, and I need that to happen. Immediately. I mean, ESPN, if you're hurting on ratings, y'all need to go ahead and just put that out, man. I mean, we ain't got nothing to do. We in a, we, ain't, we stuck in the house. It's a 10-part series man i'm i'm all for anything michael jordan so please put that out please i'm begging i mean Stephen a is running out of things to yell about yeah i mean i can't watch i can't watch Stephen a now i will say this for those who listen to this podcast and you have instagram jalen and Jaco- if you're a fan of jalen and jacoby which i am they do a live um feed on Instagram at three o'clock, and I kind of been tuning in to that little live feed, man. This has actually been refreshing to watch those two in action and talking about sports and all the moves that have been that has been going on in the NFL of late, which you know, uh, sure we get to, but like, man, I, I'm trying to find something, you know. Me and my wife, we've been watching some movies over the last few days. I I checked out the last Jumanji. That was pretty decent. Really? I'm not a big Kevin Hart fan, but it's actually Jack Black that. Yeah, I'm gonna just say this. I'm gonna just say this, man. Jack Black, ever, whenever he makes an appearance on any movie, he always has that one moment, that one moment where he has me in tears laughing. Just, just, he'll just have one little episode per movie, and and, and I don't know if you give you certain examples like a, a Long Cane Polly, where he's 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 on the basketball court with Ben Stiller and he's just throwing he's just throwing with all his might of shots, but they're like that's not Jack Black, dude. Huh? That wasn't Jack Black. That wasn't Jack Black. No, that was um Capote guy um. The real good actor end up killing himself. Um, no, um, he was in that that uh, Catholic Church movie where he played the preacher. Oh, I think I know. His name is slipping my mind, but no, that wasn't Jack Black. Okay. Long okay, time probably isn't. I I will say this: the Anchor Man. He was in that. Exactly. He kicked the dog over the bridge. 
<laughs> that <laughs> like dude, I even Danita, even Danita was like Danita was in tears laughing on that say. I mean we was just dude <laughs> He just had a tantrum, man. It just kicked the dog over the bridge, man. It was just it was hilarious. But you know, Jack he was he was funny in this movie in Jumanji. So that's we rented that, and then we rented another movie. It wasn't all that great, but hey, it is what it is, man. I got plenty of time to waste now. You can't sit here and say I wasted five hours, two hours of my life anymore if you watch a trash movie. You can always waste time. <laughs> you can always waste. Having, having more time doesn't mean you're not wasting it. <laughs> Chris, you ain't about that life, huh? <laughs> Time can always be wasted. I'm not saying it's bad to, to I mean, wasting is necessarily a bad thing, but you can always waste. Right. <laughs> have you heard that NFL and NBA have opened up their, their streaming services, the league pass and the NFL ticket? Yes, I did. Yes, I did hear about that. Oh, you just reminded me, Chris, I have been watching a lot of Hardwood cl- Classics, too. Forgot about that. They played the Eastern, even though it wasn't my favorite. Um, it was enjoyed, even though the Bulls lost this matchup. It was against the they played 94 series between the Bulls and the Knicks, game by game, the whole series in, in its entirety. Only watched oh. a couple, but oh, I missed that, bro. I didn't notice, but you ain't actually got dunked on by Pippen twice in that series. We The one that's always <laughs> talked about is the six, game six one where he dunked on him and pushed him out and stands. But he also dunked on him in New York. I think it was games. I think it was game one or two. He dunked on Ewan pretty hard. But it wasn't as, it didn't have the extra like game six did. Yeah, man. That was a good series. Even though the Bulls lost that was a good series. They just kept blowing leads in the fourth quarter. They would go cold. I distinctly yeah. remember that. They would go cold in the fourth quarter. They would always be up like eight or ten, and then the fourth quarter, they couldn't do a thing. I guess Scotty would go on the bench the first five minutes, and the Bulls could not score. Yeah. And you know what? They didn't have Superman in those four quarters, and it, and it, it showed. Like, But I will say this. Shouts out to Derek Harper and JoJo English, too. Um, for giving us a moment in that series, too. I think it was uh, game four, I think, when they got, they got, they fought right in front of David Stern. Yeah. And if you watch closely, for those listening, watch, if you watch closely, <laughs> zoom in, because it's a, it was a woman that was trying to fight one of the Knicks players that got, had to get pulled out. Go back and watch it, man. <laughs> Those were the days, man, where you could you could really get involved. Yeah, <laughs> that was the infamous uh, Pippen stand on it, staying on the bench, and then Cool Coach hit the game winner. Game. I think JoJo English. There should be talk of retiring JoJo English's jersey. You got to, man. I've been saying people that for don't years. realize how important that fight was. JoJo English was a nobody, and he took. <laughs> Derek Harper off the Knicks for a game and maybe two. Yeah. And we would have won game five because of 
because of that move, we would have won game five if it wasn't for that terrible call. Yes. Oh. We could, you can't talk about that series without talking about who was that? Hugh Hollins. Uh, Hollins. The Phantom Foul, Hubert Davis. <laughs> yep. And I remember Scotty had it out for Hugh Hollins because, like, every time it was a pivotal call and Hugh did the game, it was on Scotty. Man, still hurts to this day, man. I remember watching that game. I watched that game live being so mad. I just, <laughs> I don't even remember what time I went to bed that night. I just sat, I just sat there, man. I just stared at the at the TV screen, man. It's just like I can't believe this. I can't believe this. But a part of me is glad it happened because I don't know if Jordan still comes back if, if they win the championship. That's true. That's true. And they they would I don't know, man. I don't I don't even think even if they would have beat the Knicks, they probably they would have beaten the Pacers in the next round. Then you have to worry about Houston. And I don't think they beat Houston. Like, Without, yeah. Elijah Wan was yeah. on some other stuff that year. Yeah, no, you 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 needed Mike for Houston, I think. Yeah, yeah, he did. But it wouldn't it wouldn't have been no it wouldn't have been no walkover, you know. But that that series though, it did hurt, but it didn't hurt as much as the Miami series. You talking two thousand eleven? Yeah. Yeah. Because and you know what? Even though that. <laughs> Oh man, uh, Chris, why are you doing this to me? Uh, you know they're gonna probably end up showing this series, right? They are, they are, they are. Especially if you get this passed, since since the NBA is offering this, you know. <sighs> man, and, and you know what? The bad part about that series is that the refs ruined a potential seven game, a potentially great Eastern Conference Finals that could have went seven games easily. Well, mm-hmm. they blew a lot of calls in that series. Very much so. Blew a lot of calls, and and, and another another part of this is another area that you know I kind of blame Tom Thibodeau for, and you might disagree with me on this, but it's, it is it is fine. I'm I'm fine with that, but. You got Rasul Butler, who is what six seven, six eight, can shoot threes, can stay defense. On your bench, you're not giving him any playing time. But you got who uh, uh, Keith Bogan out there starting and putting up two points and can't stop anybody. And doesn't play about eighty percent of the second half. Right. Why? Why? Why did you get him? Why did you get him? They picked him up late in the season. When I remember when they picked him up late in the season, I was like, yes, that's the guy that they need at the two guard position so that he could take some pressure off Rose in the backcourt. Because what they did, this is what the Miami Heat did. And again, I remember this in Game Five like it was yesterday. The game Five was just a nightmare to watch. That la- those last two minutes was a nightmare to watch. I remember they had, you know, Derrick Rose was so exhausted at this point because he's got to go and they put the Miami Heat did an excellent job coaching 
wise to put Dwayne Wade at the point guard position and have Dwayne Wade bring up the ball. Now, now that forces D Rose to have to stick defense on one end. Then when the Bulls get the ball back, they go to the other side, and now Derrick Rose got big LeBron James guarding. That's not to mention Derrick is still on a sprained ankle. Remember, yeah, Derrick is still on a sprained ankle. Yeah, he got hurt. I think what was that game three or four? He got hurt in the Indiana series. No, no, the Atlanta series. Oh, oh, you know what? You're right. It was the Atlanta series because he missed the game, game, right? The Atlanta series. No, yeah. he played on it. Oh, he played on it. Okay. I think I remember he played on it, but it was like game four of the Atlanta series. Okay. Yeah, they lost that game, right? Mm-hmm. Because they were up 2-1. They lost that, and then they had to go back to – yeah, and they won, went to Chicago, won, and then closed it out in Atlanta. Yeah, man. I forgot about that. But, yeah, I mean, that was a lot. That was a lot of pressure to put on uh, – Derrick Rose, and it didn't help that he didn't get any more help. And for, for let's, let's, I'm going to put this out there too, Chris. There's a lot of people like to, a lot of LeBron James stands like to, you know, say that LeBron should win MVP every year. Um, LeBron did not deserve to win MVP in 2011. Derrick Rose deserved every bit of that MVP that he won in 2011. The man literally won MVP with Carlos Wooza missing 30 games, Joe Kim Noah missing a, a bunch of games, Luau Ding was out. This man literally carried the Bulls to a number one seed. And he won 60 games, right? Yep, 62 and 20. Yeah. Come on, man. Come on. And, and the, things was, against the, heat. the things he was doing that year was unbelievable, man. He was unbelievable. Like, he was carrying that team. He was bum hoisting. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, he, <laughs> they were 4 0 against the Heat that year in, his, in regular season. Like, how, how, do you, how does that not warn him the MVP? I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. And yeah, you know, it, it was it was between LeBron's basketball mind, Eric Spolstra, who I've said for years was an underrated coach, his basketball mind. Basically, what they did, you hired LeBron and Keith Bogans most of the game. And then when the fourth quarter comes, LeBron's fresh defensively, and yeah. he guards there. Right. While Derrick Rose is playing 40 minutes a game, and he's tired. By the time fourth quarter hits, he's got to deal with guarding D. Wade on one side and then having to get past LeBron on another side and then a wall. Shouts out to that dunk he did on Anthony, though. Oh. Oh, and Taj Gibson dunking on, on D. Wade, too. Taj had two dunks in that game one. I That's when I thought I was like, oh, we got this. Yeah, man. Bulls blew them out, and Taj just went nuts in the fourth quarter. Oh, we got this. That game reminded me of game one between the Bulls and the Blazers in 92 when they just destroyed. They beat them by, like, what, 39 or something like that? Mm -hmm. And Mike had all those threes. And it was like when they won that game, it was because I I remember being nervous about that series because I'm like, man, the Blazers, man, they were just – you know, amazing. I used to love watching that team play. 
they were so high octane offense, running, running gun. I'm like, man, I don't know, man. The Bulls never played a team like this before. And then, man, they just smashed them in game one. And it was like, oh, they got this. The Bulls got this. They're not going to win this. They're, they're not going to lose this series. They're not going to lose this series. And I felt the same way after game one when the Bulls blew out the heat like that, man. And, and it was just like, I like, we don't beat, we, if, even if it goes seven, we still going to win this series. That's how I felt. I was so confident after game one. And it was just, it was just dying a slow death, dude. And every game was a close game. Either Each game could have went either way. Yep. I think that's what made it hurt more. Because it's like, when you have those close games, you look back, if we would have done this differently, or if this would have happened differently. Yeah. With blowouts, you don't really look at it like that. No. You don't. Let's not dwell on that sadness, man. I mean, <laughs> there's more sadness, but um, just in terms of what, what we're watching, there's some, there's some things. I mean, and, and considering this, this coronavirus thing, it's going to affect eventually what we're watching as far as TV and movies because if you don't want people around each other, you aren't filming. So uh, it's going to be interesting what entertains us. But like we said, NBA TV uh, has the uh, league pass. NFL Network, NFL is going to do their streaming service uh, on a Sunday ticket. Um, I heard that CBS on cable, the CBS Sports Channel is showing like old tournament games. And that's how I knew, that's when I knew sports-wise that this coronavirus thing was a thing. When they cancel March Madness, like March Madness generates so much money. When they canceled it, I knew something was up. I'm like, this is a, this is a real thing. Yeah, dude. It took them a while, though. They... <laughs> It took him a while. Oh, man. So it's been, it's been a tough month sports-wise. And it seems like forever, but we're only like a week and a half into this. Uh, Marcus Smart just got diagnosed with uh, corona, too. I don't know if you heard. Yeah, Marcus Smart, two Lakers, um, a couple of the Sixers, right? Um, yep. They, didn't, they haven't name dropped. Yeah, they're not name dropping. Marcus Smart probably name dropped himself. Right. Uh, you want to prove how tough he is when he beats coronavirus. <laughs> Kevin Durant, right? Yes, Kevin Durant has it. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 a thing, but you know, when you're finally to an athlete like that, ideally you'd recover pretty quickly. So we haven't heard much from Rudy and and Donovan. And I've heard they've kind of proverbially kissed and made up. You can't do that for real. You get coronavirus all over again. But <laughs> I heard Donovan got a little flack for, you know, him, I guess, saying, oh, it wasn't a big deal. I was fine and this, that, and the other. And everybody was kind of, like, criticizing him for not, you know, kind of, like, watering it down a little bit. But most people feel fine with it. The doctors have even said that. He said the average person can have it and feel perfectly fine. It's mm-hmm. it's people with respiratory issues and older people. And if you look at the fatalities from this, it's been those exact people. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, underlying causes is, is what you have to worry about. So if you got respiratory illnesses, 
the one you had a couple people who were under the age of 50 who have died. I think they had like leukemia and, and like emphysema or something like that. So they were, they were major dealing with some major issues, uh, mm-hmm. to be young, but it's mostly a disease that's, that's rough on the older generation. Yeah. It is like 90 year olds, 80 year olds, 70. The youngest I've heard is so far is 60s, like mid 60s that have died from it. There was a 34 year old, but like I said, he had leukemia. He found out he had leukemia. Right, right. I heard about him, too. I forgot about him. Yeah. 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 So Sean Payton has it, too, by the way. <laughs> it is yeah. getting getting around man it's getting around like i said it's it's, it's going to be a common disease it, it has a lot of the the uh properties of the flu and the common cold so i mean it's i think at some point most if not all people will have it or have had it will have had it yeah but Ooh. speaking of sean payton um when you talk about not a lot to watch during this uh covet hiatus the nfl was like hold my beer <laughs> free agency kicked off man and, and because of the way the world is you can you can have agreements and sign contracts and you don't need to touch a soul so you know you got uh, one big story was uh, De- DeAndre Hopkins Nuke Hopkins uh, got traded from the Houston Texans he is now in Arizona Pardon. Cardinal. He's an Arizona Cardinal. And the under the undertone that came behind that with Michael Irvin uh, voicing it was basically uh, Bill O'Brien compared him to Aaron Hernandez. So Bill, I, I don't know if I got a chance to voice this. Bill O'Brien is an idiot. Um... <laughs> If you saw the playoff game that he coached. Yes, yes, yes. They should have beaten the Chiefs, but he likes to do dumb things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He almost gave the game against the Bills away. Yep, yep. yep. And him and McDermott were like having a contest of who can make the dumber coaching move. <laughs> And then he he does this. He's the general manager. He makes constant bad decisions. He must have some some John Paxson level naked photos of their owner. <laughs> oh, man, I hope, and I don't believe. I don't honestly. I don't believe anything that coach is saying about you know the. That's that's a very strong statement to make about another football player uh, comparing him to a mass murderer and a person that was just a I mean, I don't know if you've seen a documentary, but he was a he did some terrible things. And I don't know. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins, I, I watched his E60 with well the cover story. I remember, I, I remember watching his cover story with what happened with his mom and. How his mom, you know, had her situation. If you want to read more up on that, you know, feel free to do so. But she's blind in one eye, right? Or she's blind, period, right? If I recall, yeah. Yeah. 
So, um, you know, he, he, he all, from what I learned from that is that he always had a good head on his shoulder. He had, he had some bumps in the road, just like any other young guy, you know, but he got through it. He got into the NFL. He's one of the top wide receivers in, in, in the league. And you're going to trade this man for David Johnson, who is a, this is, he's a good running back when he's healthy, but he's had health issues. He's never showed that, you know, he can be a full-time running back for a whole season. Why would you get rid of your best player off a of suspicion that might not be true? I mean, do you guys, like you said, do you have pictures? Do you have something to prove this? Well, he, he was linking the fact that, you know, Hopkins would have his kids' mothers around. Um, so he linked that, well, you know, that's what Aaron Hernandez did. And I, I coached Hernandez and he would do things like that. The fact that this man has his baby mamas around, bringing the kids around, I mean, he's at least trying to take care of his kids. Exactly. I mean, you can't compare that to Aaron. Aaron Hernandez would literally murder a guy and come and practice. <laughs> he had murder. Aaron Hernandez then, is so dumb. He was one of the if you want to learn what not to do as a criminal, watch that documentary and you will learn everything you need to know about what not to do. Murder, then practice. Hey, that's, guys. A, that's a workout, workout regimen for you. Hey, Tom. Come on, I'm open. <laughs> blood all on his hand, blood, blood residue under his gloves. Then has a touchdown celebration. Then he has a touchdown celebration where he's digging a grave. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and you compare you comparing a player, you comparing your best player to this guy? Nah, man. Nah. Nah. Ain't nobody come to see you, man. Yeah, buddy. Ain't nobody come to see you. Well, that's Kyler Murray's game. Have fun, Kyler Murray, throwing to uh, one of the oh, best Kyler, receivers in the league. He's going to have a blast, boy. Kyler, Kyler that, Murray going to have a lot of people trying to draft him in fantasy. And now he's got L. Fitz working with him. So anything that Hopkins could not do, and he's a very confident receiver, very good. It's not a lot he can't do, but anything he couldn't do, he's got somebody there who can do everything or at one point could do everything. Yeah. It will be a great mentor, great guy to play with by all accounts. One of the better guys in the league, Larry Fitzgerald. And it yeah. may even prolong Larry's career to where he's going to bust some of those records that Jerry Rice has out there. He could he could have like what Jerry Rice did like that, those last two seasons in, in Oakland where he kind of came over there and kind of resurrected his career, you know, after kind of fading out in San Francisco. You know, it could be one of those things. Yeah. So when that happened, the Bears fan in me said, I know it's illegal, but someone should <clears throat> make a call to a quarterback. Let's just see, you know, where he is in life. You know, how he's feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, check up on him. Mm-hmm. You know, even, even if you get one of your players to do it, just, just check up on him. Mm-hmm. We'll deal with another year of, of the biscuit mm-hmm. if we can get 
that guy. So Ryan Pace, fresh off of paying uh, Jimmy Graham far too much money, uh, proceeds to go out and acquire Nick Foles. If if one were to look up average quarterback in the encyclopedia, you would find Nick Foles. Mm. I that get is, it. That is until he wears a Philadelphia Eagles uniform and then he turns into Joe Montana. He had one one good Super Bowl run. I mean, he's he's a great system quarterback. He's going to do well in certain systems. But he had that one Super Bowl run, and then all of a sudden he was like a god. He's Joe Flacco 2.0. I always used to say Joe Flacco was not that good of a quarterback, and then people would throw in my face when he has the Super Bowl ring for those three games in his career that he got hot. Nick Foles pretty much did the same thing. He got hot toward the end of the season. He had, like, two great games and got into the playoffs, and he played well for another couple of games. He had a good month. And I'm not saying Nick Foles is going to be trash or suck. It's just my mindset is aim higher. Why are we always just, like, shooting for mediocrity? Because if you shoot for mediocrity and you miss, you're going to come back with suck. Uh, back to, <laughs> Flacco would have never won a Super Bowl if it wasn't for what was that guy that kind of play, he underplayed a that long ball the, the hell Flacco oh, the Broncos yeah <laughs> Raheem the Dream Moore yeah Raheem the Dream Moore man he jumped too early and misplayed a floating deep ball and he yeah. jumped too early and gave up a touchdown behind. That that is what that is why Flacco has a ring. That play, that play only. That's the only reason. And the and, only reason Nick Foles has a ring is because Tom Brady can't catch. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep. Exactly. So yeah, getting back to Nick Foles, man. Like I was very upset at that signing. The Bears did what I knew they were gonna do. This is what they do. They like to play it safe. They like to go after somebody that might not. All right, we don't want to. We don't want to go after a, a Teddy Bridgewater or Cam Newton or someone that would that 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 would, you know, Trubisky would look at it and say, "Oh man, I'm I'm cooked. My goose is cooked." They actually went after a guy that Trubisky wouldn't feel threatened by, and. Now the narrative is going to be, this is what I think is going to happen next season. If we started on time, if this pandemic is over, I think that Trubisky is going to win the starting job. Yes. He's going to win the starting job. And even if Foles plays well, I still think he's going, I still think Trubisky is going to be the Because you still want to see at least a, for a few more games, is this dude truly garbage? And if he comes out and, and, and plays mediocre the first two, three games, like Mike Glennon did three years ago, then it's like, okay, you know, and and, and, and if a lot of those games were close where, you know, Trubisky did something stupid to lose the game or whatever, then you put Nick Foles out there, then you know what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen with Nick Foles. They're going to win a few games. 
and he's going to get hurt. Then we're going to go right back to Jabisky. It is, dude, it's it's like Jim Miller and, 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 and uh, what's that other guy? <laughs> Can't even think of his name. But, oh, Rex Grossman? Uh, now, yeah, it, was it, before, no, it wasn't Rex It was uh, Shane Matthews. Shane Matthews. It's, it's going to be like watching Clay. It's like watching Shane Matthews and, and Jim Miller all over again. They, they play Shane Matthews come in, play it good for a couple of games. He get hurt. Jim Miller comes in. Jim Miller plays good for a couple of games. He get hurt. Shane Matthews is back healthy, so he comes in. It, it, that's what I think is going to be, man. And then that repeated itself with uh, Grossman and Orton. And Grossman and Orton. Same thing, you know, all the way up until we got Jay Cutler and Jay Cutler remained the star until that, like, that year we got McCown and, you know, that whole thing. McCown was and a then, long time back ago. Cutler was after that. Huh? Cutler was after that. McCown was a long time ago. Cutler leaving was, like, right around the time that uh they went and got Glennon, right? Yeah. Cutler, that far, yeah, far got- back. Yeah, yeah, they got Glennon after cover. Yeah, so we deal with the same thing, man. Just get a quarterback. Yeah, like what's, what's wrong with just getting a quarterback? And I'm not saying they, I'm not saying there's there's tons of them to go around, but it's not like there were there weren't some just staring you in the face. Even now, when you see what what. They're legitimately talking about releasing Cam Newton. Yeah. And Cam Newton's right there, man. I, I feel like the Bears, the, that, you know, and I know a lot of people that were on the fence about Cam Newton. Oh, you know, is he healthy? Is he He's going to be fragile? I'm like, dude, Cam Newton missed the whole season virtually last year. He's going to be and healthy. Is one huh? Count me as one of those people on the fence, but if if you told me to pick between Nick Foles and Cam Newton, I'd go with Cam Newton. I, I think since sometimes, you know, we always criticize the Bears. You know, fans like that be the main ones criticizing the Bears for not taking a chance and, and, and going out and taking a risk on certain players. Here you have an opportunity to do that, and Bears fans, they, they backpedal. They backpedal. Oh, no, I don't think we should do that. that. That's too risky. That's too this. But then get mad when we pick up a Nick Foles. It's like, what do you want the Bears to do? Ideally, I would have said, if you're not if you're not going to go and chase after Watson, even offering a trade or, or going after him next year, if you're not going to do that, because Houston's going to try to pay him, even though they probably burned that bridge by trading Hopkins. Because now he has no receivers that are going to stay healthy longer than two games. If you're going to go after uh, uh, Watson next year, yes, this all has a point that we just can't see. But if you're just going to stand pat and or end up extending Mitch, because you're really doing this so Mitch doesn't feel hurt and threatened. If you're going to wait for him to play well so you can extend him and not go go after Watson, then we got a problem. Yeah. Otherwise, I would have rather you've gone and traded for Derek Carr or gone after Teddy Bridgewater. Right. Because Teddy Teddy was supposed to come, but then I heard his camp said they didn't want to come here. He didn't want to come here because of the whole Mitch thing. 
And people were giving him a hard time saying, well, why would you feel threatened by Mitch? And it's not that he felt threatened by Mitch. It's when you're told that you're going to be battling it out to start, you're not going to come somewhere as opposed to when you go somewhere and they say you are the man. Right. Carolina says you're our guy. The Bears right. says you can contend. You can compete to be our guy. Right. Right. So that's the difference. That's why that was the fear of, of the Trubisky situation that Bridgewater had. He didn't want to have to fight for his position. He's been doing that for far too long. Give me the starting spot. Yep. And Foles is one of those guys that he's been in this position before, and he doesn't mind waiting his turn, and, you know, he's not going to put as much pressure on Trubisky. But I'm with you, man. I, I, I'm just not happy about that move. I, I'm I'm not a big Nick Foles fan. Yeah, he had a great Super Bowl performance, but – like, what has he done since? And, you know, those years, last year in Jacksonville, he looked terrible. I, I, I don't know. I'm just not excited about next season. The big bag of men. I mean, then you're compounding the fact that you paid Jimmy Graham $9 million guaranteed for the ghost of Jimmy Graham. And then to watch Eric Ebron get paid half of that, and he's twice the tight end. Yeah. I would have took Ebron in a heartbeat. What do you think of the Quinn move? The Quinn. Oh, oh. Uh, I like Robert Quinn though. I like that move. I mean, it's it's you're gonna have a great defense, right? You're gonna have a great defense, and you're you're wasting it. Like, stop stop thinking so small. And say, well, if we have a great defense. We just need an average offense. How about you go get the quarterback that's gonna take your offense to the next level? Right. What's wrong with having you know? a top-five offense and a top-five defense. There's a novel idea. Yeah, I mean, it, it, helps you get to the, it helps you get to the playoffs 90% of the time when you have both. When you don't have both, you end up 8-8, 9-7, 7-9, 6-10, you know. I don't know why they don't – I don't know why they haven't gotten that memo. Yeah. But we can't stop talking about the NFL without talking about your boy. Tom, terrific. TB and TB, baby. <laughs> hey, that's the reason why I'm available for this podcast, so I can talk about this man. <laughs> <laughs> Please, share your thoughts. Share your magnificent thoughts. Okay, so uh, I will say this, man. For those out there that are saying that Tampa Bay Buccaneers are making a huge mistake by paying this man 50 million guaranteed. Hey, this you talking about a quarterback that took pay cut after pay cut after pay cut to help the Patriots be, stay competitive and stay in the Super Bowl hunt. The man, he's he, it's about time this man got a contract like this. Now he's gonna be telling Giselle, hey, hey, this this next one's on me. All right, me and the family. All right, you ain't gotta Giselle, you put your Victoria's Secret money up. You good? Don't worry about this. I got fifty million dollars. I'm good. We got this. So I'm I'm happy for Tom Brady for getting the job with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. With that said. <laughs> 
I don't think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to be as good as everybody think they are. That's just my opinion. Bingo. I think what people aren't talking about is the fact that the Buccaneers' defense is not that good. Wasn't that good last year. Tom Brady's going to literally have to win shootouts in Tampa. And people talk about, and I hit this ridiculous notion that uh, somebody, I think it was either Greeny or or Stephen A. saying, well, well, Stephen, I think it was Stephen A. that was saying, yeah, you know, Tom Brady didn't want to be in the AFC with Patrick Mahomes, this and other. I'm like, what sense does that make? What sense does that make? This fool went from being in the most softest division ever. ever oh my gosh. Ever. Now he's Cake in the division. division. <laughs> Cake division. Now he's in a he he in a better he's in a much tougher division. He's got to deal with Matt Ryan twice. He's got to deal with Drew Brees twice. Carolina now he's got to deal with Teddy Bridgewater, which you know, eh, eh, he could get one out of one on that one. And then on top of that, NFC got some bangers too. I mean, yeah, you can say what you want about Minnesota. Kirk Cousins can ball. He he can ball. He ain't he ain't nothing spectacular, but he can ball. You got Aaron Rodgers still over there. You, you know, it, it's dude, it's still. Yeah. There's still a lot of bangers in the FC. Ryan, uh, Russell Wilson, San Francisco still there. You know, the, 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 the with this move that Arizona made, now Arizona's better. Like, dude, if you ask me, Tom Brady should have stayed in the AFC. But, hey, we'll see how great Tom Brady is without being in that system, Bill Belichick. And I don't know. I Here's my question, though. Here's my question. It don't seem like the pa- Patriots are hard-pressed at trying to find a replacement. No. Like, you're not hearing a lot. No. I think Bill Bill Belichick's sitting there like, oh, I got this guy. Uh, you know. Stidham. Stidham. Yeah, Stidham. We got Stidham over here. You know, we're going we're gonna to throw him out there, and we're going to run the same offense that we was running with Tom Brady, and we're going to be all right. And, and Stidham's gonna have a Stidham's gonna go eleven and five in that weak division. <laughs> <laughs> Stidham's gonna go eleven and five, take them to the playoffs, and then he's gonna sign a big contract with the Chicago Bears. <laughs> That's what's gonna happen. And then he's gonna be trash for the Bears. <laughs> wow. That's what's gonna happen, man. Hey. I'm not sold on Brady going to Tampa and making noise, man. Brady's 42 years old. What he's done for the Patriots is amazing. Will he get them to the playoffs? Possibility. He could. You know, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not taking away the notion that he 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 won't. I just don't think that he's gonna bring Tampa to the Super Bowl. That's gonna be a, getting Tampa to the playoffs. Is gonna be a tough one. Yeah. But ain't nobody. That defense, though, that defense is trash. I don't know. They need to get that defense better. We saw signs of decline in Drew Brees. But this, you know, I, I have a feeling that, you know, the NFL is going to have some extra time off. Extra time off helps these older guys. Mm-hmm. It helps the Drew Brees because now he can recover a little bit. And instead of the maybe eight great games that he gave you last year, half a great season, he might be able to give you 10. And 10 great Drew Brees games 
That's 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 a thing. Because the, didn't they just get Emmanuel Sanders too? Yes, yes, they just got picked up Emmanuel Sanders, and they got a better defense than than Tampa. And I think this is the year for Atlanta. To, I mean, Atlanta goes to the playoffs in even year seasons, I think. And um, who else will see Carolina? Carolina's not going to be a slouch. I mean, they're not going to be world beaters, but right. Atlanta Atlanta had a weird season last year where they kind of lost a lot of close games in the beginning and you know they they had some injuries that really hit their team hard then at the end of the season they kind of like would start they just start killing teams man yeah killing their draft stock um yeah and then they got, <laughs> then they got Ty Gurley with a chip on his shoulder now will that chip be too heavy for his knees we don't know right well you know but if they get Half of what Todd Gurley was with the Rams, they're good. Exactly. Yeah, I agree with that. But uh, yeah, with that said, man, I'm happy for Tom. I'm I'm glad I'm not gonna have to watch the Patriots. You know, I, I don't know. I ain't even gonna say that. I'm not gonna speak too soon. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mess myself up. Right. Uh, as you speak, Patrick Mahomes goes out and fractures his spleen or gets coronavirus. <laughs> exactly. Wait, hey, he almost wait, didn't he didn't he his knee pop out of place and they popped it back in on live TV, which was one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen on TV. Uh, well, not ever seen, but last year. So your so your anger and rage is more against the Patriots as an organization than against Tom Brady. It is. It is. I'm not a Tom Brady hater. I, I like here's the thing. I I just didn't like the fact that you know, I, I, I grew up a Joe Montana fan. I grew up really? watching San Francisco dominate. Dominate. And I just felt like with all the things that happened, the way the Patriots won some of their championships, and it just automatically anoints this man as the greatest of all time. And I'm like, wait a minute. Let's, call, let's take a time out here. Oh, he could have had eight rings. No, no. Stop trying to take away the, what the Giants did. The Giants came with a perfect game plan to stop Brady. You put him on his back. You don't let oh, absolutely. You don't, huh? Absolutely. Yeah, you, you put him on his back. You can't have him back there chilling. That's why that's why Seattle lost. Another reason that was part of the reason why Seattle lost. We know I, we know the real reason why Seattle lost to them. Atlanta, the same thing. Not putting pressure on Tom Brady. Letting him sit back in a pocket, barbecue, and 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 play cards and all that other stuff. And while he's just looking for Edelman to get open. Like this is what happens, you know. I didn't even watch the other Super Bowl that he won, so I can't really – I don't have nothing to say to that one. But, like <laughs> – I don't think the players that were playing in that Super Bowl even watched. <laughs> the worst Super Bowl ever. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm glad I didn't watch that. I'm glad I, I was not there for that one. But yeah, you won on that one. You uh, you came out on top when you swore that one off. Oh, Oof. and the halftime show was horrible too. Um, but yeah, man, 
like like I said, my my hatred is towards the Patriots organization. Now that Tom Brady's not a Patriot anymore, I can be fine with Tom Brady being in Tampa. I'm I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. At the end of the day, just one other team getting in the way of the Bears. But yeah, but that's true. There's there's another playoff spot now, so there's a possibility. Oh, we do play the Texans this season. So it might be something to your tampering that could happen. I need it to happen. I need that guy here because it's it's already it's already done. You're not getting my homes. I mean, Kansas City is just like they already mailed a blank check for his house. Right. But Houston, Houston may have an issue keeping that guy. Especially, one, he's already getting killed on a regular basis. Two, you just traded his best receiver. He's probably going to get killed a little more. Yeah. But he has the mentality where he won't get beaten quarterback syndrome. He's got that kind of drive, that kind of mentality. So you can get him here, and he'll still be mentally sharp and ready to go. I need Watson here, man. I need Watson here. I need to see a quick quarterback. They are playing. I think they're playing here in Chicago, so that's a possibility. I don't know what date, but I know they're. I saw the schedule for the teams that they play for next season, and the Texans do. They do have a home game against the Texans. Yeah, but all the dates are off now. This is yes. Since everybody's on quarantine, Rod. Right, so. You're not able to really go to the restaurants. If you do, you got to get takeout or, or you got to get uh, Grubhub or or DoorDash or Uber Eats to, to drop something off at your crib. And, you know, half the time you don't want to take that chance. So what are you what's your quarantine cuisine? What are you going to be cooking up for the next few weeks? Oh, man. Crib? First of all, I this is a surreal moment for me. Because I've always wanted to be a part of the Grub Report. So I'm so happy. First of all, I just want to say I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be here to be a part of the Grub Hub Report. <laughs> so you are, you, are, you are a welcome guest to the Grub Report. <laughs> yes, yes. So a, few, a month ago, I was at Aldi's shopping. This is going to set the tone. But uh, I was at Aldi's shopping. And I saw an air fryer on sale. And I looked at I looked at it. And I'm like, oh, man, this is a nice air fryer. I told my wife, I was like, man, everybody's talking this air fryer thing up. I'm like, you sure we should take the take a chance on it? She's like, yeah, I do hear a lot of good things about the air fryer. I was like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and get it. I'm going to drop it. I'm going to drop the money. Got the air fryer. <sighs> do you know I've been air frying my butt off? For the last two weeks. It is a great machine to have. It is so choice. Oh my God, dude. I re- we have we had uh P- oh shouts out to Phil's Pizza. It's on Ridgeland. For those who don't know, it's on uh I think 89th in Ridgeland, if I'm not mistaken, right across the street from Jules. Very, really? very, yes. Very, very, very good pizza. They actually was on Chicago's Best for an episode. They're very good. I got I actually got some pizza yesterday. They were open. 
and they were working. And I got some pizza. Me and Danita ate some last night. And of course, you have leftover pizza, right? So for lunch, we had our meeting this morning um, via Zoom. Shouts out to Zoom for being a lifesaver for Jehovah's Witnesses around the world. Uh, <laughs> uh, I got the, you know, he's like, what are we going to eat for lunch? Oh, we just eat the leftover pizza. I'm like, oh, cool. She's like, yeah, let's just store it in the oven. I'm like, you know what? I know it would be a better idea. Put it in the air fryer. Put that boy in the air fryer for about five minutes, came out. And I'm telling you, dude, it tastes like as if I got it fresh from the restaurant. So oh, wow. this, thing, this thing has been a life changer, man. This thing has been a life changer. Uh, I get the lemon seasoned chicken from Aldi. If you don't know about it, go get it. It's amazing. I throw my little seasoning, my black people seasoning on it, too, to have extra, you know, black people to it. And then throw it in the air fryer. Comes out nice, juicy. Uh Another thing that we've been making, and this this is a good this is a good suggestion for you, Chris. So, uh, lasagna soup. Really? Lasagna soup. You get the you get the bow tie. You get the bow tie uh, pasta. You get the bow tie pasta. Get tomato crushed tomatoes. You get the tomato paste. You get the diced tomatoes. And you put all that in, get some chicken broth, and then uh, you can and you can dress it up how you want. You get some Italian sausages, or you could get meatballs, chop those up, put that in there, put the bow ties in there, let it sit, let it get hot, bro. You put that in a big pot, man. That'll last you. Well, you got the kids, so uh, for me, for me and my wife, it'll last us a whole week. For you, I would say two or three days, depending on how much they eat. But, I mean, if you, if you make that and then you just get, like, make something on the side, like some chicken wings or, you know, whatever, pork chops or whatever you cook, add that with your soup, man, you're good for the whole week. You ain't got to be trying to figure out, oh, man, what am I going to eat today? Or what am I going to eat on this day? What am I going to eat on that day? You know? So, and you can't go wrong with tacos, too. Dig that. Dig that. What'd you, where'd you come up with the lasagna soup idea? Danita actually came up with that idea. I forgot where she got it from, but also we, you know, we've been doing, we had done the low carbs diet, the keto diet, and we wanted the soup. And so we did it without the, we still did the soup, but we did it without the bow ties. We just put the meatballs and Italian sausage in there and, and you don't taste a difference. I mean, it's just as good, you know? So and you can eat eat that with whatever. So, but yeah, that's I forgot where she got that idea from. I had to get it. I had to ask her later. But yeah, we did that for um, a couple of when we had some people over in the past. We made it. She's made it, and man, people love it. It's it's been a hit. Oh yeah, I'm I'm on that, and definitely uh, again whenever we can uh, touch people and things again, we gotta schedule that link up again too. And, oh yeah, oh yeah. You know that. I can cook that up. Next, next, next year definitely gonna happen. Yeah, I can cook that up. 
Well, that's that's some interesting stuff, man. And and use that air fryer too. You can use that air fryer to make your chicken and your your pork chops and all that, man. Yeah, I, I do everything on it, man. I've made, I, I put sausage for breakfast. I put sausage in there. I haven't tried the bacon yet. I'm still a little skeptical about it, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna see what it's all about one, one day when I feel like taking a chance. Yeah, that. So for me, and again, I, I do still have to work, but I have to make the, the quarantine cuisine. Because the kids are out of school. My daughter's homeschooled, so she still has classes, but they're even curtailing some of that um, because of, you know, some of the teachers uh, going to have time off with their families and things like that. But um, with my son being out, we're going to have to cook some things that, that stretch, like you said. So, of course, the, the go-to for stretch meals is always soups and chili, so we're about to throw together a nice chili. Uh, usually I go with ground turkey. And I do have some of that. But I also picked up like three different kinds of beef. So I, I went out and I got the 93. Then I got me some 85. And then I got some oh. 80, regular ground beef. So Nice. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. Because you need a little bit of that grease in that chili. It, it, it makes it stick to you. <laughs> so I could I think not go pure 93 because you don't get no runoff right need some, you need some runoff <laughs> so that's what we're going to rock with we're going to rock with that and, uh, you get little snacks for the kids for them to hey, throw some in the hey, microwave but. hey Chris you sound like one of those guys that come hey I, I I want when I get my burgers and it's in the brown paper bag I want the I want the grease to be showing on the on the brown paper bag <laughs> I want the grease to be showing. It ain't no real burger. There ain't no grease on the outside. Is that? How's with the trust in the burger? Yep. Ain't trust no burger. Ain't no grease on the outside of it. Mm-hmm. Fries sweating in that bag. Exactly. But like you said, tacos. We definitely gonna throw some tacos together. That's always a quick one you can throw together. That's, that's filling and satisfying. Uh, we gonna do the chili. Um, I think I'm going to make chili a little differently. My wife makes it one way. I think I'm going to make it a different way and see how it flies in the house. My kids, are, especially my son, you know, at, at a certain age, you go through that picky phase. So I got to yeah. be careful about how creative I get with it. But I'm going to go ahead and, and knock that out. Got some pork chops, man. I may do some stuffed pork chops. Mm-hmm. Uh, throw that together. You know, just just. Get a little magic to a little creative. I got some breadcrumbs to crust it out. Put some cheese and whatnot on the inside. So, you know, something, something knocked it out. Being now in, in Northwest Indiana, I miss Mariano's. So if they're still open by my job, uh, Mariano's sells that uh, that buffalo chicken burger and those, uh, those seasoned chicken breasts. Oh, I never had I never had that. Yeah, so if you get into Mariano's, they got a buffalo chicken burger, basically ground ground uh chicken with uh blue cheese and buffalo sauce and it's and it's put into a patty. And for some somehow, some way they get that flavor to stick in that patty. Um but then they also have marinated chicken breasts uh mm. that they sell. 
Those those are the goods, man. So I'm going to use some of that to get creative as well. So you got to take advantage of the grocery stores. Sometimes you got to uh, fight off the virus crowd and the hoarders. Go out and get you a few grocery items so you can have some quarantine cuisine. That's something we're doing on the Grub Report. I'm trying to help you guys out to get through this tough time. We don't know how long we're going to be cooped in our houses. This thing is changing literally by the hours. You know, one hour you may have something planned or something going on in your life, and literally uh, some policy or some ruling comes out. You got to change the way you do things. You got to change the way you uh, deal with people and approach uh, your job and surfaces and going outside, going to the park. All of this stuff is changing on the fly. So we just want to help you out, you know? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It is always a pleasure to kick it with Rod. And so glad we finally got him on the Sales Podcast, man. Yes, uh, like sir. Like said, long time coming. It's been in the works for a while. And you can tell because we, we've been rapping for a minute. Um, so, but hey, y'all ain't doing nothing. Y'all can listen to us for over an hour. Yes, yes. Please listen to it all the way. We got to this listen. point. We did a good job. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Uh, you can still catch us. I've been one thing, even though I haven't been podcasting, I have been extremely active in the Twitterverse. I've been talking, I've been rapping, uh, and I might have made some links and connections, man, and, and get some more experts on the show and people that uh, have a little cachet in the game. So we'll see where it goes. We'll see where it goes. I'm always trying to improve the brand, uh, even when I'm not actually podcasting. But as always, appreciate y'all listening. I'll look back at you. Rod, thanks for joining. Listen to the MVP podcast. Rod, plug your stuff. Yes, uh, we just finished season five. So if you want to backtrack, listen to season five of Magnificent Vibes podcast with my co-host, Ian. Uh, feel free to do so. It's available on all podcast platforms. Me and Ian will be getting six season six started soon sooner than we planned on starting it we'll see see where in is at but uh season five is in the book so uh, feel free we talk about sports music and when i say stuff that you might or might not care about it's stuff that you care about man we just we just throw it out there man and if you take it you take it and a lot of that has to do with music um we, we throw a lot of music on there we got a couple of play playlists on there too if you want to check out so feel free to check out the podcast indulge yourself in it but listen to this episode first because it's fresh it's definitely fresh yeah. it's definitely fresh so we glad we was able to give you a lot of meat man staff's podcast is back we've been asleep for a while but we back i'm gonna try to put something out there uh, especially since we're on a corona watch yes sir yeah so we got time on our hands to get some things done. Um, stay safe, everybody. Stay clean. Wash your hands. That's the biggest thing in this. Wash your hands. Yeah. If people just wash their hands, you won't catch this. Because that's where it's going. It goes in your eyes and in your ears and in your nose and in your mouth. You know, biting your nails. Wash your hands. Yes, please. Please wash so, so you gotta do what you should have been doing to begin with. Should have been washing your hand. Yeah. Now you gotta deal with people peeing in the bathrooms. I had to watch them just walk out. <laughs> people still on the train, coughing in their hand. Don't don't, don't care about nothing. They want to grab the phone. <laughs>
And yeah. not every time somebody sneezes, you're giving them the death stare. We got to right. stop doing that. People got allergies, man. Can a person have allergies without having the coronavirus? Maybe it's your cologne that's setting them off. Right. <laughs> just, just If they sneeze, just let them sneeze, people. Just let, let them, them sneeze. off. Just listen for dry coughs. Now, I, I was on the train the other day, and I heard a dry cough. That bothered me. Because the lady was sitting one row behind me, and I really wanted my social distance at that point. <laughs> I know them trains empty now, boy. Yeah, it's empty, but this woman sat back. Like, I don't find people sitting behind me, right? I don't care, because the whole social distancing thing is slightly overrated to me, but hey, it is what it is. But if you don't sit right behind me, you are not permitted to cough. Right. Now, I know dry one. I want to hear a wet, flimmy cough. Yeah. Yeah. I need cold in your cough. <laughs> Oh man! I know the symptoms, but yeah, keep hand sanitizer with you. Wash your hands whenever possible. Yes. All right. It's been Chris. I've been with Rod the Magnificent. I'll be back at y'all.